right, a little beat there to get the juices going. So, hola, bienvenido. Thank you for coming back. Last time uh, we spoke about whether we are or are we overly sex, middle of the way sex or, or under sex. And um, I subscribed to a magazine by Cosmo, which has uh, a lot of good information when it comes to uh, the wonderful world of sex. And I uh, just so happened that the very first newsletter that I get from them uh, comes out, and this is what um, what the topic is. Am I overly obsessed with sex? That's a good question, right? Someone wrote in uh, to uh, the Glamour magazine and asked that question. And uh, so they actually got very beautiful pictures of two people there um, just getting ready to get it on. <laughs> but... Anyway, so they write back to her, you know, and they say it like this. The girl writes, I became interested in sex and masturbation at a very young age, and I've always felt that I have very heightened sexual energy. The problem is I've had a hard time finding guys who share the same intensity about it as I do. I always end up being the one who needs it more often, and past boyfriends have labeled me as sex-obsessed. Wow, I would I would call it great, <laughs> but I have been dating a guy for several months, and the sex have been absolutely great so far. At the beginning of the relationship, we would jump at each other every chance we got, but lately the sex have become less and less frequent. I'm scared to tell him that I want it more, and because I really enjoy spending time with him, am I afraid he will judge me? So she's afraid that he would judge her. Of course. I don't want to seem like a nympho. Another thing I have been called in the past. Am I really too obsessed with having sex? How do I approach the situation without scaring my boyfriend away? Let me see what the response is. They respond to her. Okay, here's the deal. This lady here talks about sex very frequently. And she receives hundreds of sex questions from people every day. Because sex is a topic that's on just about everybody's minds. She sells sex toys and helps people satisfy, them, satisfy themselves, whether they're with a partner or alone. So if wanting lots of sex makes you a nympho or sex obsessed, then all these people must also be sex addicts. And guess what, Carrie? They're definitely not. And more importantly, neither are you. It is completely healthy and normal to want sex frequently. Our bodies and brains crave pleasure. And the fact that you're in touch with what you want is fantastic. So please drop the labels. It sounds to me like you and your partner have mismatched libidos. So it's totally natural for one person to want sex more often than the other. The fact that it usually does not mean that you're the problem. This is actually a common dynamic for couples to have sexual needs that rise and fall over time. As we get comfortable in relationship, people are always so surprised that the hot and heavy sex they were having in the beginning of the relationship and not feel shame for wanting it. God damn right. But as you can see, there's, a, there's still a lot of negative stigma around women and their sexuality. 
Now, let's strategize how you can talk to your guy about what's going on. And I think the direct approach will empower you. Try saying something like, I've noticed lately that I had been wanting to have more sex more often than you. Have you noticed that too? You know, and I'm not reading anymore. This is, um, I guess it's a very good question. I've always said that communication in a relationship is like the utmost of importance. We cannot read each, each other's mind. We know this. And so talking, communicating is the key. Uh, I'm telling you this. You know, I've been married a very, very long time. And uh, and do I communicate with my woman when it comes to sex? When it comes to like, hey, babe, it's been a while now. What's going on? It's been three days. So what's going on? Or maybe if a week passes by, right? I'm not gonna let that shit go. I gotta, I gotta let it out. I gotta let out the fact that I'm horny, honey, and I need some, you know, some toto. <laughs> Another question that she said that she could ask him is um. Uh, to ask him if he's been wanting sex less often because you will be definite it, because you would definitely like to have more. Make sure you mention that you think it's okay that you don't have the exact same sex drive, but that you'd like to find a middle ground that will satisfy you both. Very good question. Maybe there's a better time of the day for him. You never know. I mean, yeah, is it better in the morning? Is it better after a workout, before a workout? I would say after a workout would be great. Not before. You want to know your strength. <laughs> you know, there's that old saying that if, if you have sex before you go try to use some, uh, use your strength, you're going to probably be weak at the knees type of thing. So, yeah, so maybe there's a better time for him. Something new he liked to try maybe. Whatever the reason, rest assured that your needs and desires are valid and normal and are in every bit as important as his. So it's very good advice to you ladies. And remember the powerful word that she used, empowerment. Sometimes ladies, they just, uh, they're so afraid to communicate because of the exact uh, reason that they feel that they're going to be judged one way or the other. Like, really? What are you, a, a freaking whore or something? You know, it's like, are you a nympho? Come on, listen. Uh, you know, if you can't, if if that individual cannot take the heat, then he needs to get out of the that gone kitchen. That's the bottom line. But, you know, when you're in love and you want to make it work, you got to go, you got you to gotta do that talk. You got to sit down, make it, you know, and, uh, and uh, start talking. Start talking because that's the only way that's going to resolve whatever issues you may be going, good or bad. That ties, uh, uh, that that letter ties a little bit into what uh, was talking about in the last episode about whether you're sex, oversexed, or undersexed. I weighed he more heavily into the oversexed because I feel that's like, that's what I'm labeled when it comes to my wonderful wife. I stand to differ because I only feel, <laughs> you know, maybe when I was um, <laughs> way younger. Maybe it was like everyday sex, but you know, you get older, you get over it. You know, it's like, uh, like, the, like I said in that, that letter, you know, with the libido, my libido is a little higher than her. So I have to accept the fact that I have to chill out. 
You know, if, if, and if I have to do a solo, a solo home run with myself, then that's what I have to do. Bottom line, right? So uh, I want to uh, change the subject real briefly, only because of what's going on in the news right now with this um, this beautiful young lady by the name of Gabby Petito. Gabby Petito went out uh, with her boyfriend or fiance at that. His name is Brian. I don't even want to say his name really because I think he's a scumbag, my personal opinion. I mean, come on. You go out, you leave with, you leave with a girl and you come back alone and this girl is your fiance. You come back to your mother's house, your parents' house. And I don't know what's going on there. I have no idea whether he told his mother and he to- or he told his father. I'm back and Gabby didn't make it back. Did he lie? Did he tell them the truth? What do they know? What What? What are you going to do as a parent? I mean, once you see the news, right? I'm, I will be one that if I learn to love this girl, because for crying out loud, you went out with her and you come back alone. What happened to the girl? And if he can't tell me, I'm going to tell you why. I'm sorry. My own blood have to go. You, he has to go down. If he killed her and uh, made her disappear in, in any way, shape, or form, he has to pay the price. Any God-fearing man would do that. Now, he's being a coward right now. Now he's even ran away. Now the dude is gone. God knows where. I just have this strong feeling that the parents are trying to cover for him. Because I think mom or pops could have just sat there and said, son, listen, if it was an accident, then it was an accident. Maybe you'll get less time, but you're going to go to jail, son. You're going to go to jail regardless. And I'm sorry. I love you, but you, you cannot you cannot live life knowing you did something to a human being and, and thinking that you can get away with it. No, man. Not in my watch anyway. I, like I said again, I love my, I would love, I love my son to death. I would look at that kid if he was my son and tell him, tell him, son, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta say the truth. You gotta say the truth because eventually it's gonna come out anyway, and it's just gonna look even worse for you because right now you're playing the coward card. If you did something to this girl, let it out, buddy, right now. Let's get the cops in here. Forget the fucking lawyer. Let's do what we got to do. Make this right. Because the complete opposite, if you were the one missing, if she came back alone and she pushed you over the cliff and you died and she did it because you tried to do something stupid to her and there was an accident. Okay. Same freaking difference. Come out with the truth. It'll set you free. It'll set you free as far as your soul, your heart, your mind. You'll go to jail, but your soul will be free. Your mind will be clear. So now that I'm talking about that beautiful young lady, Gabby Petito, and that asshole of a boyfriend or fiance. That's a grave, a grave subject of a toxic person. And it looks like that's what she had. She had a toxic relationship and she fell into the trap. The trap that I'm talking about is when she realized that something is not right with him as far as his controlling behavior, his toxic, toxic ways, she was already in love with him. And my God, when you're in love, you get, you get blind. You become blind. 
You become the one that wants to protect him. Even when he does wrong, you want to protect him. Even when you know you're lying for him, you do it because you love him. And at the end of the day, she paid the ultimate price for this. There's toxic relationships out there. So let's talk a little bit about a toxic person. You know, if you look at the Webster's Dictionary, toxicity, toxic waste, is exactly that, waste. When something is found as toxic, it gets destroyed. It gets thrown away. It gets disposed of. Don't misread this. I'm not saying that you take a toxic person and you waste them away. But that's what the what that's what the meaning means in Webster's dictionary. You want to translate that into knocking somebody out because they're toxic? No, that's not what I mean. But there's people out there and their toxicity may be, I don't know. Do they do they wanna make it uh, a mental issue? Is it a maybe they would be neglected sometime in their life? Maybe they want that attention. So again, let me let me go to what I have right here in front of me. I want to read you this. Signs of a toxic person. Maybe if someone out there is going through this shit, living with a toxic person. Listen, you can also live with a with toxic parents. <laughs> now, now you got to ask yourself, how do you get rid of a toxic parent? You don't. You have to wait until that golden age of 18 or find yourself your favorite uncle and say, I can't live with my parents no more because they're constantly putting me down, making me feel like shit, making me feel like I'm worthless. Those are toxic parents. But when you get a toxic boyfriend, th these signs, you have to look for these, for these signs and you've got to, you've got to take some action because if you don't, if you neglect to see the signs, and then you start the kissing and the touching and you start to, oh my God, you can't live without this person. When you get into that mood right there, you're basically trapped. They got you where they want you. Because I, you, you'll get to a point where you, where you do just like I said prior. You sit there and you'll lie for them. No matter how embarrassing they may, whatever embarrassing moments they put you through. You try to cover for them for one reason or another. Oh, they're drunk. Oh, maybe they had too much to drink. What is a toxic person? If you know someone who's difficult and causes a lot of conflict in your life, you may be dealing with a toxic person. These people can create lots of stress and unpleasantness for you and others, not to mention emotional or even physical pain. Yeah. A toxic person is anyone whose behavior adds negativity and upset to your life. Many times, people who are toxic are dealing with their own stresses and traumas. To do this, they act in ways that they don't present them in the best light and usually upset others along the way. Toxicity in people isn't considered a mental disorder. But there could be an underlying mental mental problems that causes someone to act in a toxic way, including a personality disorder. Here are some warning signs to watch out for if you think you're dealing with such type of toxic person. If you 
feel like you're being manipulated into something you don't want to do. You're right? Yeah. You're constantly confused by the person's behavior. Right? You feel like you deserve an apology that never comes. You always have to defend yourself to this person. You never feel fully comfortable around them. You continue, continually feel bad about yourself in their presence. What kind of a life is that? If you experience these feelings around someone, they may be toxic. If you constantly have such emotions, you may want to change the relationship or stop the relationship in its entirely. But here's the problem. And just like these, just like there are signs you're around a toxic person because how the person makes you feel, there are signs seen in the person themselves that highlight their toxicity. The most common signs include inconsistency. You going through that? They're very inconsistent. They never keep their word about anything. Part of being human is having ups and downs, good times and bad. But a toxic person is almost never consistent. Their behavior is, is erratic. They don't follow through on their commitments or promises. You never know what they're going to do next. Such inconsistency is very hard when you're trying to be there for someone. They can be elated with you one minute, writing you off the next. How about this one? They always need your attention. They're attention getters. They're like, pour me this and pour me that. Oh, I'm so sad that, oh, I'm... This happened to me and that, that bad shit always happens. They want you to fall for a little pity pop cries. Always. Have you noticed that the person always needs something from you? Whether it's constant phone calls, texts, or showing up at your door. They always need emotional support. They want to cry on your shoulders. Uh, pobrecito. And they're probably not being supportive to you in return. Yeah, it's all about them. That's it. No one else. They'll take all that you or they'll take all that you have without giving much back. They have heightened level of self-interest. A need to showcase their own greatness to receive affirmation. This can be associated with narcissistic personality disorder. Huh? You know what? There's always drama too. Ever notice, ever notice how drama seems to follow some people? It's like not coincidence. Toxic people thrive in dramatic situations. They inflame emotions and create conflict. They love steering the pot to see what happens. People are often toxic because they're not interested in being stable in any relationship. And check this one out. They don't respect your boundaries. Oh, no. And you know, when someone doesn't respect, before I read the rest of it here, when somebody doesn't respect your boundaries, whatever they may be, that's a clear sign that this individual is never going to have respect for you. I don't care whether he's drinking orange juice or gin and juice. There's no excuse. So, 
Another sign of of a toxic person is no if they don't have no boundaries. If you've been clear with someone time and again about your needs and they just can't help themselves but to disrespect you, they are fucking toxic toxic individual. Healthy relationships are based on trust and the ability to respect boundaries. Toxic people just can't fucking do that shit. They manipulate others for what they want. They can they only manipulate the weak. The ones that can take their shit. I can spot a toxic person like five minutes talking to them. And I'm gonna tell you, they could become good friends one way or the other. But if but if the negativity continues, you can believe in me when I tell you this. I will let them know that if you want this fucking relationship of ours to continue as friends, as boys, as boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever you want to call it, this shit needs to stop. I ain't going to fucking take it no more. Either stop being so goddamn negative in life or forget about me being your friend. I would do that. If I don't do that, physically tell you this, I would just stop connecting with you. I would avoid just about any conversation with you until you realize something is wrong. And when you ask me, hey, you know, you don't return my texts or you don't return my calls or, you know, when they ask me, that's when I say, you know what, let's get a drink and let's sit down at that table. Let's have a talk. And I let it all out. And if the truth is that I do like that person, I would, I would spend my time to get it correct. Tell them, look, this negative shit of yours got to stop, man. I can't take it. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that person. You can come cry on my shoulder one time, and I can tell you, oh man, chill out. It'll get better. But if you keep coming back to me with the same old shit, same old cry, then I'm gonna look at you in the eye and say, no. Takabo, papi, no more. Or mommy, whoever the hell I'm talking to. Okay. So if you feel like you've been taken advantage of, yeah. Manipulated. Yeah. Toxic people love to manipulate those around them to get what they want. This means lying, bending the truth, exaggerating, or leaving out the information so that you take a certain action or have a certain opinion of them. They'll do whatever it takes, even if it means hurting people. And they... Looks like they're ending here with with uh, substance abuse. <sighs> I always say, you know, that, that sometimes people do shit when they're drunk. I've been there, done that, man. They'll tell you some shit when they're drunk, even if if even if it's directly towards you or about you. And then the next day, they'll be like. Man, I didn't mean that I was drunk. I say, man, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. Alcohol is a truth serum. Did you not know this? So, yeah, some people will use alcohol as an excuse when they say something or do something that uh, they claim they did not mean. I'm a strong believer, like I said, that somehow alcohol is a truth serum and if 
something comes out is because you've had it in your mind. You've gone to bed thinking about it. You wake up probably thinking about it. And then alcohol comes in and guess what? It comes out. And once it, once it does, it's kind of hard to backtrack because you could say I'm sorry so many times and there's only so many times that people will forgive you and that's not very often. Once somehow trust has been broken, it's very hard to get trust back. Anyway, so we talked about um, uh, three separate things in this segment. We first talked about Gabby Petito and her unfortunate demise uh, through her through the hands of her toxic <sighs> boy. It's just so sad. Yeah, through the hands of her toxic fiance Brian, which now has completely disappeared. No one knows where he is. And like I said before, I believe strongly that the parents are somehow protecting him. I kind of hope not, uh, but it's just my feeling. And and if so, you know, uh, when the full wrath of the law comes around them, then uh, they'll pay the price as well for the cover-up. Because at the end of the day, it makes no sense. And protecting even your, your own son from or daughter from doing something that uh, totally, totally wrong. You know, it's not, it's not right. So uh, we talked about that, and then I also read my first a new letter from uh, my first news letter from Cosmo, and the subject happened to have been something right down our alley, and that subject was "Am I overly sexed?" And the answer came from Emily. By the way, Emily has a podcast. Her podcast is named "Sex with Emily." You can find her at sexwithemily.com. I heard her. I put her on actually as I was doing some work. And uh, yeah, pretty good. I'm going to definitely reach out to Emily. See if we some, if somehow, because she is a doctor. She's certified, yes. So I think it's very interesting if I can just make some kind of contact with her. And maybe she can come on my show. Or I could go on hers, whichever one. I'll keep you posted. And then uh, we talked about the toxic individuals that are out there. And, um, you know, it's a shame there's people out there that are happy to, uh, happy. I don't know what they are, but they they sure the heck don't have no worries when it comes to trying to uh, beat up on someone or lie to someone or or, or just, just plain be bad. Not right. But uh, on the next segment, I will put together for you some questions. Questions that you should ask someone that you date for the first time. First boyfriend, maybe. And, uh, you know, those that are out there back in the market, you're free birds again. And you may wonder, like, what is going on? That it doesn't seem that it's working for me. So I'm going to try to put something together that would... Uh, you know, help you out with that. And I am not, I'm no Dr. Phil. I'm not a fan of Dr. Phil. It's just street talk for me, you know? And hopefully someone out there that listens could uh, could be helped by it. Before I let you go, I want to uh, give you this number. I mean, everything is easily found 
uh, you know, you Google just about anything nowadays. But anyway, just in case, uh, this is the domestic violence hotline, 800-500-1119. If you find yourself just by any chance under this type of cloud, call, reach out. The family's out there for you. Friends are out there for you. We're all here. We all love you. Okay, until then, love and play passionately, laugh often, and respect one another always. Love and peace. Adios.